Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Supreme, and you're listening to podcast number 21. Today we're going to talk about a really important topic, bird-proofing your home. Something that I think if you're going to have a bird of any kind, you need to be well-versed in. This is a topic that I talk about every day in my animal hospital with bird owners of all kinds, um, regardless of whether you have a budgie, a conure, uh, a cockatoo, a macaw, whatever type of bird you have, even a finch, you really need to be aware of the kinds of toxins and dangers that lurk in our homes that we're not even thinking about every day that we may just use and, uh, you know, use in our homes every day and not realize that we're exposing our birds to some serious, serious potential problems. So there are some common toxins in our homes like Teflon pans that many bird owners are aware of. We know that any nonstick coating um, that we use in, in our in our kitchenware and our pots and pans that we cook with on our stoves, inside our ovens, those things that when they're heated up, they can emit an odorless uh, vapor that it's colorless, you can't see it, you can't smell it, but as soon as you heat up a Teflon pan or any pan that has a nonstick coating on it, um, that vapor that's released, uh, if your bird breathes it in, um, you can kill him instantly. I mean, it's something that's not toxic to us, but it's very, very toxic to birds who have a very sensitive respiratory tract, much more so than mammals do. So be aware that this is present on our pans, but it's also present in some other appliances in our homes, things like um, ovens that have that uh, self-cleaning feature, you know, when you spray on the oven cleaner and you flip the switch and you walk away. The lining of our ovens has nonstick coating on it, so that's not something you want to do with your bird around. Um, also, there are some toaster ovens, even some microwaves that have nonstick coating. So you want to be really, really careful if you're purchasing uh, an appliance like one of these things. If you have this in your home, you want to make sure that you keep it far, far away from your bird. And if you are purchasing a new one of these appliances, ideally get one that doesn't have this coating so that you don't risk having an accident happen in your house. Uh, unfortunately, I've had some horrible situations with bird owners. I'll never forget. I had a, a situation on Thanksgiving Day. I was on call and I had an owner call me and say that he had been cooking a turkey and he had five big birds in his home and suddenly four of them just dropped. I mean, they just died instantly and he really had no idea why. Um, and he had his last bird in his hands when he was talking to me. He was actually gripping his um, 
African gray parrot and and the bird was getting weaker and weaker and he didn't know what to do and I immediately knew that he had been cooking it's just something we see all the time and it happened to be Thanksgiving so I was really suspicious he had been cooking and I told him to get outside as quickly as possible get get some uh, fresh air for his bird on that remaining bird and unfortunately that bird passed as well so you know it's a horrible situation and something that's totally totally avoidable just remember that any kind of cooking fumes or anything aerosolized um, whether it's smoke cigarettes cigarette smoke, cooking smoke, um, you know, vapors from any kind of aerosolized spray, cleaning sprays, those are all potentially toxic to your birds. And you want to make sure that you keep those um, aerosolized things away from your birds. So if you have to use them, put your bird in a separate room, in a separate airspace, far, far away from when, where any of these vapors, uh, you know, might exist. Even paint fumes. Ideally, if you're painting, you want to, you know, get your bird out of the house. Um, that brings up the whole topic of remodeling in general. If you're painting, if you're stripping floors, um, you're spraying anything, you're just even remodeling a piece of furniture. If you're stripping off, uh, you know, varnish uh, or anything like that on a table or a piece of furniture like a dresser, we all do things like that. And we don't think about the fact that those fumes that you smell when you're using those chemicals, you know, your bird smells them too. And, and those are really, really toxic to your bird's very, very sensitive airways. So if you're going to do any kind of remodeling, like that or if there's any dust like remodeling floors refinishing floors um, even if it doesn't smell bad um, all that dust getting kicked up can be very very dangerous to your bird that dust has little particles of fungus in it. We, you know, we can tolerate it, but birds often cannot, and they get very, very sick. So if you're doing any kind of remodeling on your home, you want to get your bird out of that space. You ideally want to have it, uh, have your bird in a in a separate airspace. Ideally, like maybe boarding at your veterinary hospital or a friend's house. Um, or a breeder somewhere where you know the bird can be safe and and someone can take care of that bird during the time that you have all that construction going on so that's when you have a big job what about just every day things like um, open flames in our houses candles for example are common things that we use all the time in our homes or we make fires in the fireplace or we just turn the gas burner on and when there's open flames like that if you have a flighted bird a bird that flies around the house that bird could just end up in that flame very very quickly so you want to make sure that if you're going to have any kind of open flames that you put your bird in his cage very securely and that he can't hop out and fly through the air and pass through that flame or land for example in an open pot of boiling water or hot soup um, any kind of pot on the stove that has uh, a hot liquid that a bird might not be aware of, might not realize it's hot. I see burns all the time in birds. So you want to really ideally have your bird out of the kitchen if you're cooking. Um, you know, there are just too many dangers. But then there are things like open toilets, for example. I see birds drown in toilets, unfortunately, every year. They don't understand that they can't land um, safely. And if they do land safely in the water, they most of the time they can't swim. They struggle to get out and they're trapped in there. And unfortunately, I do see some birds die. Um, every year and you know open doors in general open windows open doors where birds could fly out and you know get trapped outside and not come back um, even things like 
open dishwashers and open dryers or washing machines. Unwittingly, too many bird owners have these appliances open and the bird flies inside if it's flying around and gets kind of hiding in there, nesting. And then we turn on the appliance, we put the clothes in and we wash the clothes or we turn on the dishwasher or the dryer and we can kill our birds that way. So just be very, very careful that if, you know, you have your appliances like that um, in your house, you just keep the doors closed. Um, that way birds, when they're out, are not tempted to go inside and, and just thoroughly check these appliances before you run them if you do have a bird that flies around um, you know your house and, and could get into things that's really really important um, fireplaces I did mention before a big big one when it's winter time and it's cold make sure that you have your bird out of your room for various reasons obviously the open flame and the smoke that's emitted and the vapors from you know a fireplace ideally you don't have your bird in the room when you're making a fire very important to remember something easy to forget when it's cold if your bird happens to live in you know your living room your family room your den where you spend a lot of time um, it's easy to forget this if you're making a fire I mentioned mirrors, very, very important. Um, we know they're there, but birds don't see them and they don't recognize their reflection and they will fly into windows, into mirrors, and they'll often get head trauma. That's a really big problem. We see it all the time. Sometimes birds are just mildly traumatized and other times they suffer things like skull fractures or jaw fractures or they damage their beaks because they usually hit head on. So this is something totally preventable. If you do have your bird out and it flies around, cover the mirror. Take a sheet or a towel, cover it up, um, make sure the windows and doors are closed, that obvious shiny windows you might want to put, you know, pull your curtain down or pull your shade down so the bird doesn't fly into the mirror or the window. Very, very important to do. Um, ceiling fans are another thing that we often don't think of. Um, ceiling fans are on and they're up high. We don't realize that if our birds fly, they can get up there. They can get caught in the blades. Um, I've seen some horrible trauma from those strong blades hitting birds and hitting them, breaking wings and legs. I, I saw one hit the top of the head of a budgie. It was horrible. Um, so those are things that you just, you need to scan around your room really carefully if you're going to let your birds out. Um, and if they're flighted, there's a whole host of these added data dangers that are up high that maybe, you know, if you have a bird that's going to walk on the floor, they'll, they're not exposed to these same dangers. Um, but if you do have a bird that is just going to walk around and not necessarily fly, you do have to think of other things. Um, things on the floor that they might get into, wires that they might chew on, um, windowsills they might sit on and, and chip at the paint. If you live in an old home like I do, I know that there's lead paint under some of the layers of the paint that I've painted over and birds can chip through that with their little beaks and get lead poisoning very, very easily. Um, things like um, soldered metal things like Tiffany lamps, uh, anything that have a has a metal soldering to it. Some of those lamps have lead in them or zinc or other metals, things that you don't want your bird to chip at. So be very, very careful that you watch the bird and you put any of these things out of their reach if they're going to come out and be walking around. Um, certainly things on the floor, little pieces of food that maybe you don't want your bird to get into, even just chips for example a very salty chip has too much salt for a little bird and even one chip can be a really big salt overload and it can affect that bird's heart their hydration you know their ability to function normally have their bodies function normally so make sure you clear the room of any sort of stray food that you don't think is appropriate for your bird 
Um, things like uh, hot cups of coffee, uh, caffeinated beverages, things you don't want your bird to get into, or even pieces of chocolate. Those can be toxic and very tempting for birds who are out walking around. Air fresheners are another thing. We see a lot of plug-in air fresheners these days or air fresheners that have open liquid in them. Those are things that are tempting for birds to go near and get uh, you know close to and try to drink or perch atop if they're uh, you know plugged into the wall and they're emitting a lot of vapors. Those can potentially be toxic to birds too. So be very, very careful if you're using anything that emits a, a scent that you can smell um, or has an open liquid like that. Um, other animals and children, it's perfectly fine to live in a house with birds and other pets. Um, you know, we know birds can live very happily with dogs and cats in the house and other animals, but you just have to make sure that they're not out all at the same time. And that if you do have dogs and cats wandering through the house, that your birds are safely locked in their cages and are secure. And even the best of friends, even the pets that seem to be the best of friends, those birds and dogs and cats, you see pictures on the internet all the time of birds riding around in the back of the cat's back or the dog's back. Not such a great idea. Remember that dogs and cats, even if they're friendly, by instinct they are predators and birds are prey. So even if they're being friendly, even if they just want to pick up the bird and walk around with the bird in their in their mouth and play with it like a toy, they can inflict some serious, serious harm with their sharp teeth. Um, they have all kinds of uh, germs in their saliva that birds are not normally exposed to that can cause some serious disease in those birds. So you don't really want them sharing uh, the same space, you know, without supervising them and making sure that, you know, dogs are not running around, cats are not running around. Um, even bunnies can be very nice, but they sometimes will swat at a bird. So you just have to be very careful about that, those cross pet interactions. Um, children certainly can live in a house very safely with birds, but little children run fast. They have little fingers. Um, they may grab at a bird and try to play with it. Um, they may stick their fingers in the cage and the bird could actually harm the children. So um, a bird on the floor, if it's in a house with little children running around, might get trampled. So just realize that if you do have little children in the house, you need to supervise them around your bird. Um, make sure your bird isn't out and in the way of children playing or, you know, well-meaning children might play roughly with a bird and, and inflict harm. So those are all things to think about. Um, there are so many things in our homes that we take for granted and you just have to remember that if you're going to have a bird you need to think ahead because all it takes is one mistake and you can lose your bird. I can't tell you how many times each year every summer um, people open their their windows up and their doors to get fresh air and that bird flies out the door and it's never to be seen again. Um, Remember that with the change of seasons, whether you're turning on your air conditioner for the first time in the spring when it gets warmer, there's a lot of mold spores that build up in that air conditioner and that can be, you know, forced out into the room if your bird is in the room. That bird is very, very sensitive to those mold spores, that fungus that can come out. So you probably want to make sure you change your air filters frequently, um, clean your air conditioner filters, make sure that you run them for a while before you have the bird in the room so that you know that the air coming out is clean. Um, the same thing happens, I should mention, in the fall when you turn on 
on your heat. If you have forced hot air heat, um, often there's a lot of dust in those ducts. When you turn on the heat and that dust can blow out and again, carry a lot of fungal spores with it that your bird can breathe in and can develop a fungal infection from. Sometimes even when you have baseboard heat, when you turn it on, you know, for the first time in a long time, um, it's, it has that funny sort of burning smell to it. Um, that's something that birds can be sensitive to. So be sure if you're turning on your heat for the first time in a long time, you don't have your bird around the room, you know, breathing that air in. Just remember anything in the air, even if it's something as nice as a perfume that you might wear, um, it smells good to you, but it can, birds can be very, very sensitive to these things in the air. And just remember again that there are a lot of foods out there. Um, we mentioned before caffeine, chocolate, um, avocados, uh, garlic, very, very salty or very sugary or very fatty foods. Those are all things that we want to avoid. Birds can have some sugar, it's fine, but we don't want to have anything that's really 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 all sugar um, or all fat for that matter or all salt as we mentioned some chips um, I want to mention too nuts in the shell a lot of people feed their birds nuts in the shell peanuts in the shell thinking that you know their birds like to crack those shells open and get to the yummy kernel of the nut inside remember that if those um, peanut shells get damp they can grow fungus in them and you know that's not a, a big deal to us as much because we break that shell off and we eat the nut inside but the birds tend to put the whole shell the whole nut shell and all inside their mouths so they're actually going to ingest some of those fungal spores if they eat those peanuts in the shell and put them in their mouths even if they spit out most of the shell it's in their mouth for a period of time and they're exposed to whatever's on that shell so if you're going to feed your bird nuts make sure that you know if they're peanuts that they're out of the shell so that they're not exposed to anything that might be toxic on that shell um, make sure you do wash all vegetables and fruits. We do for ourselves. We should for our birds too. We don't want to have any kind of chemical residue, pesticide residue. These are all things that when you're feeding your bird, um, when you're placing your bird's cage in your home, you want to just think what's around the cage. What am I feeding my bird? What am I giving my bird? Um, porcelain dishes, I should mention too, are another source of potential lead. Um, some dishes can actually have lead in the ceramic. So I Ideally, you want to use uh, stainless steel dishes. And remember that if you do feed your bird in a safe ceramic dish, that if it gets cracked in any way, the same way you'd throw out a chipped plate, because you know bacteria can accumulate in those little cracks, you should throw out those chipped food dishes as well. Um, remember just basic cleanliness, um, safety in your home, making sure that your birds are in a safe and secure place where there's no access to, you know, the predators are not coming in. Um, you don't have any animals swatting at your bird's cage. Like if you bring your bird's cage out on the porch, that you don't leave it out there to be exposed if you live in the country to um, other predatory birds like hawks um, or coyotes. I live in the country and, and certainly we have lots of coyotes in my neighborhood and raccoons and all it takes is one swipe through the cage and your bird can get injured or even killed and I have seen this happen. So these are all things you need to think about. I'm sure there are many more that I'm not even thinking of now um, but uh, just some some thoughts for you when you bring your bird into your home you know where you're placing his cage and when you're feeding him and when you're taking him out things to be sure you are secure about before the bird is out and exposed to all these potential dangers in your home.
And I wanted to take this opportunity um, to visit our mailbag for a very pertinent question. Ashley M. from Wisconsin says, My macaw strictly eats your pellets. What foods should I not feed her? Um, are there, you know, if she's eating table scraps or different human foods, um, but not any other kinds of bird foods and supplements, is that okay if she's just eating the pellets? So two parts to that question. Great that she's eating Zupreme pellets, and absolutely she can live on Zupreme pellets and be very healthy healthy and have all the nutrients she needs. It's fun for her to eat some little table scraps and human foods. We love when birds get treats. We love to get treats as long as you keep it for, you know, under, um, I'd say about a third of the diet should not be any more than treats and, and fruits and vegetables. Treats should be a, a very small part of that. Fruits and vegetables can make up to about a third of your bird's diet um, with the rest being pellets and your bird will still get the nutrients that he or she needs. But there are some things as we mentioned today that when you're feeding table scraps or human foods you should avoid and again those are the avocados that can potentially be toxic to birds um, caffeine chocolate garlic onions um, anything that has a lot of salt or a lot of fat those are things you want to avoid so let your your bird enjoy the treats and some human foods and even a pizza crust now and then is okay but not too much fat um, not too much junk food making sure that your bird sticks to a, a basically a pelleted diet and zupreme pellets do have everything your bird needs to stay happy and healthy so I hope this answers some of your questions and some of your thoughts. I'm sure there are other things that I haven't thought of today that are potential dangers in your home. And if I have left anything out or if you do have any questions, please feel free to reach out and ask me. Um, remember that throughout these episodes, you can follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we'll have posts before every show where you can ask these questions for me to answer on the show. And you'll also see some sneak peeks to episodes you may have missed there as well. If you do have any questions, feel free to contact us at 1-800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess, and thank you so much for listening to Zoo Nation. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. 